It's David Fincher season here at All That Film, and uh, we're going through his entire filmography. Uh, you know, we were going to have a lot more director's filmographies if, if movies were uh, releasing, like Wes Anderson or Denis Villeneuve. But David Fincher uh, still releasing a movie this year on Netflix, uh, Mank, which uh, three of us have seen, I believe, uh, which we'll probably do a spoiler on Mank. Uh, as well, uh, but we're going to th go through David Fincher's entire filmography. Uh, I'm joined with the same uh, Happiest Season crew as last time, uh, so maybe that means David Fincher confirmed also lesbian, possibly. Lindsay, what's your, what's <laughs> oh, your confirmation no. here? <laughs> no, not David Fincher. There's not enough women in his movies for him to exactly. be. All right. David Fincher, you have been vetoed uh, from the lesbian party. Um, try again next year when you make a movie with a woman. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're, we're joined with Lindsay, uh, Todd, and Margo. Uh, I'm your host, Tay, and we'll get straight into it. Uh, Todd actually, I think, is the only one who's seen uh, Alien 3. And I was going to um, because I thought our library was open, uh, and it is not still, which was a stupid assumption of me. But Todd, what are your thoughts on Alien 3? I like Alien 3. I don't think it's that bad. It's uh, It sometimes gets made fun of, I think, because it's not Alien or Aliens, which are, for me, really high-end, classics, uh, science fiction movies. But it's fun. Uh, you still got Scorny Weaver. They end up on a prison planet, and they have to fight another xenomorph with uh, all the prisoners, and it's good. Mostly for Sigourney Weaver, not necessarily... David Fincher, but you can see a little bit of the talent developing and you can see kind of some of the, the trends you see in his other films. But there you yeah, go, short and just, sweet. It's worth it. <laughs> just curious, uh, would you have a guess why David Fincher sort of disowns this movie? I think uh, a lot of... I, I think it's because it's a little bit silly as a movie and it just is for the most part, not as good as his other films. Like I still kind of like it, but I give it three stars. My theory is a lot of people try to distance themselves from uh, failed genre movies because they're seen as a little bit more hokey when a genre movie fails, it like fails epically uh, and gets yeah. made fun <laughs> of. So I think that's probably part of it. Gotcha. All right. And then after this, uh, David Fincher made arguably one of uh, people's favorites of his. I don't know if this is genuinely considered. Actually, no, uh, Fight Club's higher on IMDb. I was going to go off that. But I think this is second just on IMDb. I mean, that he's got a good track record, but we're talking about seven. Uh, Lindsay, do you want to do you want to talk about seven first? Yeah, sure. Um, seven is really good. Um, yeah, seven is really good. No, I'm just kidding. No. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like Seven. It's kind of, I, I don't know. I feel like I kind of had really high expectations for it going in. So when it ended, I was like, that was a good crime movie. I don't think it was the best movie ever made, but it was like a pretty good crime movie. But I think I'd also helped that like the, I mean, I'd also heard that like the what's in the box thing just became so iconic that I like, I already knew it was in the box. <laughs> I don't know. Like I already knew that that was coming. Um, I don't know. It was it was solid, but it's not my favorite of his. Yeah, I, I actually like what you were talking about because I completely agree. So many people had hyped up Seven as like, oh, well, it's one of the best uh, thrill like crime thrillers there are out there. And because like I had those 
I don't know. It's just weird sometimes with expectations, like going into something where like, you're like, okay, well this has to be like uh, infinity times better than any movie I've ever seen. And when it doesn't mean <laughs> that, it's like, Oh, this is disappointing. And it's like, this was just a, a very good movie. What? Um, I know. But right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman are very good. Um, I forget yes. who, who plays Brad Pitt's wife. Gwyneth Paltrow. Paltrow. Yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, her and her her pre goop juice for performance. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I I will say, and I'm gonna keep it like this, just in case anybody hasn't seen or heard of anything from Seven. I didn't know about the the twist element to this, and it shocked me while I was watching it, and I'm oh. sure like. Todd's probably going to talk about this. The the elder Todd. Um, if yes. if you do, ha- okay, that's that's what I figured. Um, Margo, have you seen Seven? I have. Uh, I think it was the first David Fincher movie I saw, and I must have been living under a rock because no one had hyped it up for me. I was just like, I like crime movies, so I'm going to watch this crime movie. And then I was like, Hot damn, that's a good crime movie. <laughs> and also, I had heard like the meme of what's in the box, but I did not know what was in the box. So I was also going through like a shaky cam Brad Pitt moment when I found out what was in the box. Shaky cam Brad. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I think it it might be tied for my favorite venture with Fight Club, which is really basic, Ooh. but Fight Club is really good. So, but interesting. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Love me a good right. crime. Yeah, yeah. Nice to have reverse expectations for me and Lindsay. Todd, did you see this in the theater? I guess is is the first question. Um, I did. <laughs> oh, beautiful. <laughs> so I did see Todd, this. Todd the actually saw, uh, just for listeners at home, Todd actually saw Modern Times in the theater. I did. It was great. <laughs> A lot of people in the crowd freaked out, ran out. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I, I did see this in the I did see this in the theater uh, with zero expectations. And I think it was like one of the first times I truly just got like freaked out by an ending keep in mind i was like a teenager i think what made this movie so important at the time were like a couple of things like it was the first time brad pitt acted really like it was in a movie yeah. where he was like kind of acknowledged as being a really good actor this was the beginning of the morgan freeman voice being iconic in my opinion as well like kind of <laughs> helped solidify morgan freeman as this kind of iconic old man that everybody listens to but also it was like, for lack of a better term, I just remember thinking it was so well done, but also it, it, it had this kind of like artsy badass quality to it that I just really ended up liking a lot. I don't know if that makes sense, but it was just like it was it had those like kind of like metal, uh, you know, like uh, uh, credits at the beginning and like the weird artwork and a lot of that True. stuff got co- a lot of that stuff got copied afterwards. But yeah, I'm stuck in 1996 or whenever this was when I saw it the first time. And so for me, it's it's one of my favorites of his. But I do understand how it could be deflated if you if you know a lot about it going in or it's been overly hyped. Sure. Yeah. And I just wanted to check to to make sure. Um, obviously, Morgan Freeman sort of like w- the the height of the voice was definitely Bruce Almighty. I wanted to check when that was, but that's that's not till 03. Um, and Todd, there was actually an important point that uh, I'm glad you mentioned. Uh, Brad Pitt was not considered a serious actor at all. And I think when he was offered this, uh, people were were telling, because 
Alien 3 was not a big success, as you just talked about. And when he, like, got Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt was like, yes, like, finally someone's giving me, like, a chance to be, like, an actor. And was this fresh off his uh, peanut butter uh, angel movie or whatever? <laughs> um, I don't remember. Peanut I would... butter angel movie? What is that? Peanut butter angel. Uh, meet Joe Black. <laughs> Oh, that movie. That's horrible. But yeah, anyway, we're not talking about Brad Pitt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I just thought it was interesting because I, I know something else was uh, that Fincher mentioned. This is sort of the... the Power I've seen every picture except for Alien um, 3, actually. Okay, gotcha. So we're good after this. Um, the game is an odd movie. It definitely has like Fincher-ish things to it. I think it's more intriguing in the first like 20 minutes, and then it kind of has a lull, and then it's kind of intriguing in the last 30 minutes. But it's definitely um, one of the most like I don't even I don't necessarily want to call it stale, but has a couple of these other movies that don't resonate with me as much. And I don't know if, uh, Todd, what are your thoughts on the game? I like the game. I think it's like pleasant. I just rewatched it recently. Uh, when I say pleasant, I mean like six stars out of 10 pleasant for me in part, just because the, when I saw it, I was younger too. So it was a bit of a, a mind blow for me still, uh, some of it, you know, that was, that was happening in the film. Um, but I think it's fun. It's interesting. It is a little meandering and dreary at times. And like there, there are some parts where I could see people getting bored, but I don't know. Generally speaking, I liked it. Yeah. And, and to be fair, I guess if, if I sounded too negative there, like I, I still think it's a, an enjoyable movie. Like it's, it's, if this were like a, I don't know, a director like Michael Bay's worst movie, then like, I'd be like, wow, like what a, what a career. But um yeah this is on like the lower tier of fincher Lindsay, what are what are your thoughts on the game yeah i agree it's kind of lower tier for me it it kind of felt like one of those movies that tries really hard to blow your mind you know <laughs> so it's just like oh my god is this crazy yet are you like freaked out yet and i was just like no like i don't know <laughs> You gotta, you gotta top the the what's in the box. Uh, you kind of yeah, honestly, yeah. Because I watched those kind of back to back. Because last year I was just like, I'm gonna finish Fincher, so I watched Seven and the Game kind of back to back. So after watching the game, I was just like, all right, it'd be cool <laughs> if you really are, are we are we spoiling? I don't I don't know if I should spoil the end of the game, but um, by the end of the game, I was it's, like, all right, it would have been cool if it was real, but. <laughs> yeah, uh, one of one of the things with the game that 
I'm almost like okay with leaving that in is like Seven and Fincher's next movie are sort of regarded or even even Gone Girl like they're they're some of the best like thrills and chills type movies where like it's almost understood like hey if someone hasn't seen these movies don't really tell them anything like obviously we were talking about how how big the what's in the box meme is but people don't necessarily give that away um, unless you see it like in a family spoof or whatever um but since we're talking about uh that type of stuff i don't know how um specific spoilery we're gonna get here uh with fight club uh, here's all Wait, I have I to have say. I have thoughts to you. on the game. I haven't seen it, but I don't like the poster because the puzzle pieces next to the guy's head don't match up with the missing spaces. <laughs> and I, I want you to like put a picture on like if this goes on YouTube, I want you to oh my God. zoom in really far so it's pixelated and like circle it with a red circle and then put like a red arrow. And like that can be I'll, like I'll the thumbnail. The up. And not, they'll I'm... be like text that's like, what does this mean? It's like it's <laughs> so on a, on, a, on a David Fincher thumbnail, you're like, yep, got to put the game. <laughs> the puzzle <laughs> That's what will get people in. <laughs> um, no, I can, I can put that as a separate clip. Uh, okay, so Margot already mentioned as one of her favorites. I don't, and I, again, I don't know how, um, how spoilery we're about to get in on this, but Fight Club is my favorite David Fincher film by like a country mile. Um, and I have a quick story time before we get into everybody else's thoughts. Um, my math teacher uh, in high school, uh, he was told by other people, he's like, yeah, that kid's really into movies. So he walked up to me and he's like, just randomly, like, I think I was doing homework or something. And he's like, hey, you like movies, huh? And I said, yeah. He's like, have you seen Fight Club? I said, no, what's that? And he was like, go home and watch Fight Club. And like, it, it wasn't like a suggestion. It was like, it's an order. Like, this is your homework type thing. And I was like, all right. Uh, so I scoured, they don't have a copy of Fight Club at my library, unfortunately. So I bought a DVD at Walmart and then watched it later that night. And uh, it's it's tremendous without, without having any expectations. It, I was blown away. Uh, I think it's Brad Pitt's best performance. Possibly Edward Norton's best performance as well. I'd have to look through it a little bit more. Uh, but I think if anybody happens to be listening to this and you're about like 17 years old, I definitely watch Fight Club if you're in like late teenage years. Uh, there's a reason, like out of all the film bro movies, like this, this one makes the most, this and like The Matrix, I think are like prime for like late teen age. Um, but Margo, what, what are you? I missed my opportunity. I haven't seen The Matrix yet. Oh, we got to no. get the time machine. <laughs> um, but what are your thoughts on Fight Club, Margo? Uh, a movie good. And I watched it with my dad. Oh my god, I need to pull up my review for it because it's he had some very uh amazing thoughts for Fight Club, but while I do that, I really liked it. Uh it did blow my mind in a way where I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Uh and it had like a female character who was actually a character, which was neat. Uh, my dad said about this movie: "This movie feels like I'm having sex with an octopus." Um, oh my god! <laughs> which I do think is an accurate descriptor for how it feels to watch Fight Club for the first time. Uh, if anyone wants to disagree with me, 
Oh, I, think I don't think you will. <laughs> but it's so, it's really good. The performances are great. Everything is great. It's a great movie. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, uh, Todd. What are you, what are your thoughts on on the Fight Club? Um, because I was gonna say it's like having sex with an octopus. So I gotta think. <laughs> are you my dad? Do you really think this? Todd is my dad. Um, so I uh, I really like Fight Club. This is another one. I didn't see the game in the theater. I saw Fight Club in the theater. I was blown away by some of the stuff that happened in it. I will say this because this movie gets a bad rap, and I think you have to be like pretty dense to not get what the message of this film is. I, personally, I would agree with you. Wait, uh, don't understand it. Yeah, there. I mean, yeah. I, there's a certain I'm, type of guy. I'm stupid, and I understand. Yeah. I just think it's it's. I just want to say that I feel like this is one of the movies that gets a bad rap. That I I, I want to take the bad rap off of it because it's it's good. I just want people to watch it, and it's very enjoyable yeah. to me, and it's very good. And I'm sorry about those people. But that's I, I actually <laughs> mentioned. I actually mentioned like in a in the film club. Disc, I'm sure you all saw. But I was. I, this is one of the ones like out of the the film bro like canon or whatever. Like I always see videos and it's like, oh, you better watch out for like men who idolize like these movies. And it's always like Wolf of Wall Street, Goodfellas, Pulp Fiction, and uh, what's the one with Al Pacino? Uh, Scarface. And like I, I sort of understand because I think I think all of those movies like. I mean, even if you watch a gangster Scorsese film and think like, oh, it's cool to be those guys, like you're missing the point of what Scorsese's saying. But I think Scorsese, like in in doing that statement of what he's trying to portray, I do understand how people could could get that message. Uh, with Fight Club, I completely agree with you, Todd. I don't know anybody who watches the movie and is like, yeah, <laughs> like I'm going to go start a Fight Club. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Um, and and I Tyler like Durden, to... so cool. I want to be just <laughs> like him. <laughs> um, and I feel the same way with with American Psycho too, because I know I know American Psycho like gets brought up where they're like, if he if he idolizes Patrick Bateman, and I'm like, okay, now who <laughs> idolizes Patrick <laughs> Bateman? <laughs> um, yeah. Maybe maybe I'm just very lucky to you know hang around with the right crowds, I guess. I think um, you are because there is a certain kind of guy who really oh, yeah. wants to be Tyler Durden. Like yeah. they they exist and it's scary. But um Fight Club is a masterpiece though. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't get it. Which is so yeah. sad. Yeah, again, As if you haven't seen like, Fight Club. Go for it. Like you know, we, we you were just talking about how the game has a bad poster. We need Fight Club has a bad poster. I know it's so doesn't have a great poster. A That's... different graphic designer or something because this poster is so ugly. Honestly, a lot ugly. of his posters are not that good. Gone Girl's Girl is a good poster. Let me get to that. Gone but... Girl, yeah, Gone Girl's pretty solid, but Fight Club is the ugliest poster, and it's such a good movie. It deserves a better poster. Its tenth anniversary is also bad because um, they came out with like oh, this no, Blu-ray, and I was like, oh. Oh, well, finally, like, I don't have to get, because I, I completely agree with you. The poster's kind of boring. It's just like, oh, that's why I didn't, like, when my math teacher recommended it, I was like, what was this movie about? Making soap? Like, <laughs> why is he recommending <laughs> this hand, movie? <laughs> his hand does not look like it's coming from, like, a natural place, and it looks really bad. That's not Brad Pitt's hand. We can all agree. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. It's not. 
It looks so badly photoshopped. Like, why is it the same focus as Brad Pitt's face when his hand is clearly in front of his face? In front of it, right? (laughs) So weird. Good poster. Uh, All in favor of, I'm sending it right now, all in favor of changing the Fight Club poster. Oh, yes. That's such a better poster. Um, And, uh, well, since we're talking about semi spoilery things, there's some posters I will say that, like, aren't necessarily the most vague as Brad Pitt holding soap. Um, so maybe maybe there's a reason they go with that. But uh, we'll move on and talk about Panic Room, um, which, Margo, I don't think you've seen, correct? Nope. Watch okay, me. I figured as much. Um, it's really, really fun. So I, what's interesting is I think I gave Panic Room and the game the same score, if I remember correctly. Oh, no, I, I, I uh, watched Panic Room before I was on Letterboxd, so I have no idea what I thought of it. I think I maybe rated it like a, a six or a seven out of 10. It's just a really enjoyable one, like type of those movies. Like, I don't know if it's necessarily going to knock everybody's socks off, but uh, just like an all-star cast of like Jodie Foster, Kristen Stewart, when she was very young, uh, Forrest Whitaker and Jared Leto, like everyone is like really great in this project. And it's not, again, it's not like, Citizen Kane or whatever, um, if if you hold Citizen Kane that highly. Um, but it's just this really fun thriller, and I, I'm glad it exists, I guess. But, Lindsay, what are your thoughts? Because you sounded pretty excited. Hey, so really sorry. Uh, Lindsay's audio actually dipped out. Uh, just filling you in, she loves Panic Room. It was her first Fincher film. Didn't even know who Fincher was. Uh, and just really loves Panic Room. So, yeah, those that's what the audio, for whatever reason, didn't pick. Uh, there's going to be another edit later that is way better than this. So thanks for 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 dealing with that. Growing up, I was like, this was one of yeah, we, we can all agree. Uh, it's it's because uh, Jared Leto with cornrows is one of the most terrifying images. So scary. Uh, that that there are terrifying. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh no, terrifying. it's it's much worse than you think it is. Um, oh but... God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it's Jodie Foster and Kristen Stewart. Like, it's so good. Yeah, I do. I I'm glad Jodie Foster is doing, um, cause she did the Beaver directing, right? Um, yeah. I'm I'm glad like she switched to pursue that stuff, but I really, she's a tremendous actor. Um, but yeah, Todd, what were what were some of your thoughts on uh, Panic Room? I love any movie that features Bella Swan, so I'm into it. <laughs> uh, in that regard, seeing Bella grow up and everything is fun. But I, it's not one of my favorite Finchers, but I still actually really like it. It's It falls in for me in the, like I have it ranked just above the game. Uh, I really, you know, I enjoy it. It's a fun thriller. If I analyze it too much, some of the motivations of the characters bother me a little bit, but that's annoying to talk about. Overall, it's fun. So nice. I liked it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Lindsay's pretty high on this one comparatively but both me and todd given thumbs up uh next we'll move on to another pretty popular one that most people like in zodiac uh which i'm sure uh most of y'all will talk very positive on so i'll just go ahead and be the wet blanket first Uh, i don't love zodiac um i think it's fine i think it's a little long um and it's one of those things that like bothers me a little bit because it has uh ruffalo and gyllenhaal and Robert Downey Jr. and I think they're all terrific. I think the directing's great, but it just for whatever reason it doesn't move me. And then I saw people 
And this is this is why, like, I, if I watch it again, I know I'll be still high on Zodiac. Uh, but I've seen people be like, oh, yeah, Mem- uh, Memories of Murder is like Zodiac. And I'm like, hey, guess what came before Zodiac? Memories of Murder. What are we doing here? Um, and, and I love Memories of Murder a whole lot more. It's my favorite. Uh, Bong Joon-ho, but I'll let all my other hosts talk about uh, how much they they love Zodiac. That's this is a this is petty beef. I admit it. It's it's the pettiest of. Uh, Lindsay, what are your thoughts on Zodiac? Um, I haven't seen Memories of Murder. I should really get to that one. You need to. Um, it's I so good. I do I do like Zodiac. I do have it ranked below Panic Crew, which I know. Oh is wow! Like, <laughs> like a bad take, but. Um, it's it's a pretty solid MCU film, I think. Mid tier MCU. No, I I I really like. I think it's pretty good. I do think it's a little long, but I do I do like it overall. I'll probably give it like um, eight stars. I think is what I gave it. Um, I like when people go slowly insane, so that's fun. Yeah, also a mouth from a One Tree Hill in here. So who, exactly. anybody, any One Tree Hill stands out there? Um, <laughs> Todd, Todd, have you, you seen One Tree Hill? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I have not. I have not seen I One think, Tree Hill. I think you should watch One Tree Hill. <laughs> so, okay. so here's the thing, and this is a semi, semi uh, segue, real, or not segue, but tangent real quick. Uh, the only reason I've seen One Tree Hill, and I actually really like One Tree Hill, is because uh, there were three girls at my school, and I really wanted them to watch uh, Naruto and get into anime. And they were <laughs> like, "All right, if you watch like if we watch Naruto, you have to watch something like that we really like." And I was like, "Okay, lay it on me." And it was One Tree Hill, and I watched it way quicker than them, and I really got invested in One Tree Hill. But then I have this rule where like if the characters that I'm watching that I'm growing up with uh, if they go further in life than I am, uh, then I stop watching. So One Tree Hill, they graduated oh. and went to college, and I was still in high school, so I stopped watching. <laughs> Did you ever finish it? Because the college stuff gets weird. That's what I've heard. The thing is, they told me, they're like, yeah, the college stuff is kind of bad, and then the after-college stuff is is hit but or miss. Anyway, that's... Was bad too. <laughs> it was not. It was beautiful. I love the basketball in that. Uh, but that's besides the point. Todd, what are your thoughts yeah, on sorry, uh, back to One Tree Hill? <laughs> or no, sorry, Zodiac. Zodiac. <laughs> yeah, so what's your thoughts on Chad Michael Murray, please? <laughs> <laughs> I am, well, I am glad we got back to Zodiac because it's my second favorite Fincher. And so I think Hay is a monster. Uh, a monster. <laughs> because I, I mean, Hay I still think it's a high score. <laughs> I, I just, uh, I, what you've said is, is, all fine like i get it to me when movies are this good i don't mind having two of them so it doesn't bother me that it's like memories of murder because to me zodiac (laughs) isn't about the to me zodiac isn't about the originality it's just about like the execution and the tension that gets built in it there are two or three scenes in this movie where all it really is is just a guy obsessed with fighting the Zodiac, but there are two or three scenes in this movie that really legit make me tense, even when I rewatched it recently. And I I just think it's so well done. I think the performances are so good, but I also just like crime movies that aren't courtroom dramas. Other than courtroom dramas, I really <laughs> like crime movies. Um, and I just think it's one of the the better kind of serial killer films. It's, it's interesting uh, to me. But So I love it. I love it. 
Nice. I'm I'm glad because Lindsay opened up after I was like, don't worry, everyone's gonna say they love this. And Lindsay was like, ah, Panic Room's better. So I, I'm glad. I, I, Lindsay, I'm not discouraging you. I just mean if, if we had a random listener this week, they would be like, what the heck? Uh, and then we went on the One Tree Hill t- tangent. So thank you, Todd, for yeah, saving us. Uh, Margo, have you seen Zodiac? I have. I think uh, it was. I think it was the second one I saw because so I was like crime movies. I, I also love crime movies. So Todd, you know what to give me for MySpace next time. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and I, the first time I watched it, I really loved it. I think I gave it five stars, uh, just because I really liked the cinematography and the storytelling and people going slowly insane. And then I rewatched it with my dad uh, after we watched Fight Club. He did not say it was like an, having sex with an octopus for this one, uh, but he did like it. Uh, and I really felt oh. how long it was this time. So I think I lowered it down to a 4.5, but I still really like it a lot. And also that basement yeah. scene is like peak cinema. One of the best scenes ever. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I, I'm glad you mentioned that one because when Todd was talking about this movie having like one of the most truly like terrifying there's i think there's like three for me where yeah. it's like i don't i don't like being here right now but like in a good way um because it's a movie and i'm not mm-hmm. stuck in san francisco <laughs> um, in person <laughs> uh one thing i will say just in case anybody is listening to this that that googles it um just to be clear uh on letterboxd and probably imdb as well but memories of murder has a 4.3 uh, and Zodiac has a 4.0. So the general consensus isn't like, oh, this is copying what, yada, yada. And Todd is most, like most people, very reasonable and isn't like, yeah, one of these movies has to operate in this genre. Cause it's like if every musical that came after like Singing in the Rain, people are like, this is basically Singing in the Rain. Um, you know, give us more <laughs> of the the good thrillers. So good, good point, Todd. I, but I'm still petty. I'm allowed to be. Um, next week, <laughs> next we move on. Uh, so I may have spoke too soon about the game uh, because I said it was a little uh, not as flavorful. Uh, maybe it didn't have the signature uh, Fincher ingredients like it normally does. Uh, but I think that is uh, even more so uh, with this next one, the curious case of Benjamin Button. Um, and I think it's fine. Um, the, the runtime, whatever I said on Zodiac, uh, triple it for this. It feels way longer. Um, and that's okay. Uh, I give Fincher credit. I think anybody else doing this movie, it would probably be one of my least favorites, uh, in that year and maybe the decade. Um, because I think this premise could lend itself to not good treatment and something like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something comparable. Um, but I don't know. Kate uh, Blanchett and Brad Pitt, uh, hey, good actors. They're both great. Um, would like to see them in, in something more interesting. But, you know, everybody's talented in this. I, I don't think it's like a bad directing job. It's just one of those movies where I'm like, eh, not for me. Glad you made it, Fincher. But, Lindsay, uh, what do you think about uh, Reverse Boss Baby, I guess? <laughs> <laughs> um, this is Yeah, this is actually my least favorite of his. Um yeah. I haven't seen it in a really long time because I've just never felt the desire to rewatch it. And I watched it the year that it came out um, in theaters. And I was like, this is the longest thing I've ever sat through. It's so boring. Um, I don't know if I would feel differently reevaluating it now because I've seen so many more movies and I'm older. 
but I was so not with this movie when I saw it. It was so boring. And the creepy baby, I just didn't like looking at it. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, I This is one of those where like, because I'm, I'm seeing it now. I rated it in 2017. It was just like, oh, well, like David Fincher's a good director, uh, but I didn't really like this, but like he's a good director. So I, I ended up giving it a six out of 10, but... I don't know if I probably rewatched it just because you mentioned that, Lindsay. I think I'd be way lower on a score. Um, but yeah, I don't um, think I knew who he was when I saw it because I mean, I, it was 2008, so I, yeah, I was a teenager and I wasn't quite into films yet. I was really into the Oscars, um, so I watched it just because it was like a best picture, like oh, contender or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't, yeah, I didn't know who he was. So I wasn't like, oh, this is a David Fincher work. I was just like, this is a very long movie about a baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Um, but moving on to our, our last host that's seen this, uh, who started his review with my curiosity level remained pretty low. Uh, Todd, what are your thoughts on Benjamin Button? <laughs> I despise this movie. I just saw it a couple weeks ago and it is probably the most I've ever hated like a major film that got critical acclaim of any sort at all. It was agonizing. It was painful to me. Like I just hated it. I felt like it spent three hours on a character that never actually really even got developed character wise. It's just stuff happening to him. Like, I still can't really describe Benjamin Button's personality after three hours of watching him. And that bothers bothers me. And I don't, I tend to hate these films like Forrest Gump, Big Fish, Benjamin Button. Like, that's just me, though. But, like, these movies that kind of, like, show a man go on a long journey where he learns a bunch of stuff about his life and pretty music plays over sentimental moments. Like, it was just, it completely failed for me. I hated this. So it's my least favorite of his films by far. Yeah, I do yeah, wish I do wish he had never made it. That's my wish. I have I have really against it. Yes. <laughs> You're so valid. Jeez. I feel like I would feel just as strongly if I watched it again today. Oh, as I, a I, teenager, I was just, just like, just to be okay. Clear. Those that don't know, real cinema. (laughs) (laughs) This is nearly three hours, and like, if you don't enjoy a movie and it's long, like it's uh, there's so many like bad like trash that I've watched that's like eighty minutes, and I'm like, you know what? That was fine, just because like I'm in and out of there in eighty minutes, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Who cares? Um, Todd, I will say I have a disagreement with you, just as I was. Looking at your review um, while while listening to you a second ago, um, mm-hmm. you mentioned uh, that you already dislike uh, a couple films in the same genre or subgenre, I guess, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's where I'll have to uh, crack my knuckles, uh, buddy. I love uh-huh. Forrest Gump and Big Fish. How dare you associate this film with it? <laughs> <laughs> I can I can see the Forrest Gump comparison. I can too, but to quote Ray Ray Romano, you go online, they hated Forrest Gump. Best freaking movie ever. Come on. What are we doing? (laughs) (laughs) I don't hate Forrest Gump. I hate Benjamin Button. Forrest Gump, I just don't like. I don't like hearing people talk about why they like Forrest Gump, if that makes sense. It's like a... (laughs) I want to know your beef with Tom Hanks. I want to know what Tom Hanks did to you. (laughs) 
I do hate Tom Hanks. That's a problem oh, I have. Why, Todd? <laughs> what did he, he just do? He just bothers the hell out of me for some reason. I don't know why. Every time I hear somebody talk about how nice he is, or like uh, he's America's he's, Ama he's America's dad. <laughs> We're gonna find out someday. Everyone's no, are, gonna text take me one back. day. You take that back. We're gonna up. Uh, yep. It's gonna happen. Someday we're gonna find out something. And I'm gonna be the one who was always <laughs> against him. Oh my God, Tom, the <laughs> Tom Hanks gets canceled. <laughs> um, Tom's right. gonna be leading the Tom Hanks is over hashtag. Tom Hanks is over. Oh my God, Tom Hanks is never gonna do anything wrong. He's a treasure, um, but we'll move on um to uh the social network uh which uh Lindsay, is this is this your favorite fincher or no of course it's my favorite fincher. okay that's that's what i thought <laughs> what are you what are your thoughts here it's one of my favorite movies ever let alone just the fincher movie but um yeah no it's amazing it's um i know yeah i don't know it's it's so like I don't normally like movies where the protagonist is an unlikable dude because I'm just like, cool, I don't like them. But this movie... <laughs> Does it yeah. so oh my god! Oh my god! What he did to him, he dropped his shares to 0.03%. Uh such a good movie and like even the scenes where they're just like talking about the legal stuff normally i would be asleep but Je jesse eisenberg just really sold it it's so good and there were two yeah. army hammers in this movie and i still love it like that's how <laughs> like yeah. I <laughs> two army hammers and Lindsay still enjoyed it wow we'll make that the the headline for, <laughs> for this movie on the DVD covers. Um, yeah, no, I, I really enjoy The Social Network. I don't think I... It's one of those that, like, I watched and I was like, oh, I get why other people, like, love this uh, so much, but, like, I don't... Like, it's not necessarily, like, a me movie, if that makes sense, so there's only, like, a certain level. Um, but I think Fincher's terrific in this, and I think more specifically, I actually get uh, a whole lot why this and in, uh, Inception and The Social Network were not nominated uh, for, I, I'm pretty sure, were not nominated for Best Picture, but a lot of people were leading the charge for these two to be uh, Best Picture winners just because so many movies like a The King's Speech uh, and True Grit like were very safe uh, Best Picture things. And, and I think re retrospectively, uh, even though like, again, I'm not like as high on it as other people, uh, I definitely would have, like, if Social Network or if the Social Network was, like, a Best Picture winner, I think it would definitely be regarded as, like, the upper tier of those. Uh, I think mm -hmm. Zuckerberg and Garfield are tremendous. I think Justin Timberlake is also uh, really awesome. And I've seen other movies where he is not so. Um, so maybe it's just, you know, when you have a really good director. Uh, and Lindsay is right. Double Army Hammer is uh, interesting in this movie. Uh, the one thing I will add, Lindsay, I do get the thing that you're saying, um, where some movies, like if it's an un unlikable dude and they really don't put in the extra effort to like blatantly show that. And it's just like, Oh, Hey, isn't it crazy? Like how this person's unlikable. 
Um, <laughs> right, exactly. It, like, okay, yeah. And I, well, no, no. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I think like this movie also does like an interesting thing uh, with like. Because I never would like with the actual person, but like you're almost, or at least like when I was watching this, there's almost like a faint of like sympathy where you're like. Oh wow, like this dude really is like so alone. But then you realize like as you're watching it, you're like, no, screw this guy. Like Eduardo deserved the world. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah he's alone so. because he did that. Like it's, it's his fault. Um Yeah, but yeah. it just it makes you like think, feel for that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I also think it's interesting that it just seems like he's known for his crime dramas. And the social network isn't that, but it does feel like it came from a crime director. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, sure. I don't know how to describe oh, it, but it's just oh, like, I mean, it has the I mean, same tone. It doesn't feel like a biopic. It feels like like you're watching just like some horror <laughs> or thriller. You know in, some, mean? in some ways, like, I, I like what you're saying there, Lindsay, because in some ways, like, this is kind of like a tech heist movie in some ways. Um because mm -hmm. like obviously they're stealing the uh, the idea from the Winklevosses, they're screwing over like Eduardo, and like even though it is something like Facebook, like there is a, a sort of like different way of doing crime, I guess. But like I don't know, I I, I like that you mentioned that because I think a lot of people sort of like box venture in and they're like, oh yeah, he's like he mostly does thrillers, and it's like guys, the Social Network isn't necessarily like a thriller, and even I'd argue. I don't. I don't know what I'd say. Fight Club is, but I wouldn't necessarily say it's a, a thriller. Um, but Todd, what what are your thoughts on the Social Network? Hold on, real quick. I got to do this. Hey, Lindsay. Yeah. You better lawyer up. <laughs> you better lawyer up, asshole. Because <laughs> I'm not just I... coming back for thirty percent. I'm coming back for everything. Best part. I love, okay, this is my favorite Fincher movie as well. I love it. I don't know how he managed to make you, you, you never really feel sorry for him. It's like you said, there's that one moment where he, he like tricks you for half a second into being like, do I? No, I don't. Like overall, <laughs> the film is, it's almost, it's almost like the opposite of a humanizing film. It's almost like a dehumanizing film. It's like, no, let's break him down and show how he really is that horrible of a person and you'll be, you'll be strangely entertained by how horrible of a person this is. But, I think it's Jesse Eisenberg. Some is like, I really think he should have won Best Actor that year because I think it's mm -hmm. one of the most amazing performances ever. In that, I don't think anyone else could do that role, and without that role working, the movie falls. You know what I mean? Like apart in a lot of yeah, ways. So definitely for me, it is just amazing. And I like Double Army Hammer. I think it's cool. I support Double <laughs> Army Hammer. I'm gonna put that on the record. I know it's a weird <laughs> position, but I'll die on that hill. It was the right choice, damn it. All right. Are you pro uh, Army Hammer in general, or are you just pro <laughs> double Army Hammer? I'm pro Army Hammer just in double form and in the movie. Uh, sorry to bother you. Those okay. are the only two I, can see, um, like, I can see where you think he works, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I actually have a quick mention of, of what you were talking about. This is another thing I... 
Um, there's a really good interview uh, with David Fincher where he just kind of talks about like his whole career um, or they go through like all his movies and he was talking about with Andrew Garfield. I, I don't know if you guys are, this might be like a well-known fact, but uh, Andrew Garfield, uh, he auditioned for the role of Mark Zuckerberg. And at first they told him, they're like, oh yeah, you're the best person we've got so far. Uh, we were really interested in like what you're doing uh, because Jesse Eisenberg came later and David Fincher called uh, Andrew Garfield himself and was like, hey man, I don't know what to tell you, but like this guy we just got like blew us away. Um, so like you can still be Eduardo if you want, but I, I know it's not necessarily ideal. And Andrew Garfield said he was like a little, you know, upset by this but then the first day on set he saw like jesse eisenberg play mark zuckerberg and he's like oh no you guys you guys made the right choice here <laughs> so <laughs> yeah I, I actually didn't know that that's cool yeah well i i mentioned that because i think almost in a way it's one of those things where like the the circumstances the circumstances of the situation kind of make that that rivalry even more so uh, amped up mm -hmm. in their acting because like obviously like they didn't have any ill will against each other but i can Actually, understand there's this whole conspiracy that they do okay so oh, really? in, 20, <laughs> in 2010 on tumblr people really liked those two because like in interviews you know how pe like gr young girls ship guys it just, yeah, yeah yeah they were everywhere in 2010 people were obsessed with them they flirted with each other in interviews it was like a whole thing and then just suddenly like right after like award season they just stopped talking to each other and about each other and everyone was like oh no wait they don't love each other they hate each other what's happening it was like a whole drama wow and we never found out the beef we never <laughs> found out <laughs> We never found out the uh, the Garfberg beef. <laughs> yeah, we never did. But people were so into them. <laughs> yeah, lovely. I always I always love getting the Tumblr retrospective from Lindsay. <laughs> um, but I was going to mention because you both said this is your favorite uh, Fincher uh, directing job. I I I struggle because I love Moneyball, but this might be my favorite Sorkin script. Uh, Sorkin script, just because Moneyball is kind of like in a good way, sports cheesy, but um, it this is his most like serious, I guess. Like it doesn't necessarily feel like because Aaron Sor Sorkin has like some notable tropes, and while I do think his dialogue does show here, I think it's like the least obvious Sorkin movie even though like it's it's still very clear. But the one I was going to say, uh, by far, I think this is Reznor and Ross's best score. Um, I listen to score all the time. Oh, I think yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. But uh, no, Margo, yeah, great score. Margo was ready to share some spicy takes, so l let's hear them. <laughs> uh, so they're not actually that spicy. It's just that uh, I only gave it a 4.5 out of 5. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Ooh, How dare you? How dare you? Her saying at the beginning that girls won't like him, not because he's a nerd, but because he's an asshole, is true. I think Jesse oh, Eisenberg is just burn. really good at playing characters that I fucking despise. Like, I hated him, and now you see me. I think that's the only other movie I've seen, but like, those two, I want to <laughs> put that's all you need. And now you see me and him in the social network. I just want to. <laughs> Fucking punch them in the face. Well, he you know, has a, a good really movie. punchable face. You know what? You know a good movie he's in, and I know Hale agree with me on this uh, one. Yeah, no, uh, you'll despise me. <laughs> <laughs> like, does he just like 
I've only seen him in those two things, but does he just like talk like that? Like, is that just uh, what he's like? Kind that's of. That's kind of how he talks. <laughs> yeah. Because I hate that. <laughs> well, that that's why, like, when you were saying some of this, I almost wanted to like pull Margot to the side and be like, hey, Margot, that might be how Jesse Eisenberg just is. Um, I don't like I it. He, I think you hate no, him. It's annoying. <laughs> I mean, he's 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 likable in, in some movies. Like, he's he's a jerk and well, not really a jerk, but he's kind of like Sempy, I guess, in Adventureland. Um, mm-hmm. He's similar to that in Zombieland. Uh, you'll probably mm-hmm. despise him in Batman v Superman. I actually kind of dig that performance, well, even though it's ridiculous. Ever watch Batman v Superman. I, I know, I know. I'm aware. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll, we'll move on. Um, I, I was just going to throw out, I think Rashida Jones is also great in this too. Um, yeah, she was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Just, just had to get that in here before uh, dark and dreary with this next one. Uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo, uh, and I'll admit, I have not seen uh, the original. Um, I thought uh, interesting story. I guess I was given a blockbuster Blu-ray that someone bought when Blockbuster was cr- closing, and I forget why. I th- I think it's in French, like the cover, but like it's not actually in. French, like it's it's the 2011 movie, so uh, I, I yeah, it's in got Swedish. It. Oh, okay, got gotcha. so I even had the wrong language, but uh, anyway, um, so I've only seen this version, uh, Fincher's version. Um, I think it's I think it's really well made. I think it's really well acted. Uh, I will never watch this movie again, uh, and that's pretty much all my thoughts on it. I think Daniel Craig's good. I think <laughs> Rooney Mara are they're both great. Um, I think to a certain extent, Stellan Skarsgård is terrific. Um, but again, don't like this movie because uh, there's just certain things that I, I don't necessarily want a film to uh, subject me to. And I think I could see a lot of people thinking a similar thing. Uh, but again, really well made. And I get why people would love it. Um, Lindsay, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, um, pretty similar. I mean... I have seen the original one and read the book too. So I was really looking forward to this movie because I had just read the book when it came out. Um, and I I agree mostly. I think I do like the movie overall. If they just took out like one scene, yep. it would be like <laughs> a really good movie, but I it's just so unnecessary how graphic they go. And I don't know. I feel like he he is kind of known for like intense and dark movies, but it's never been to this extent. And I just think it was kind of overboard and very unnecessary to depict it so graphically. Um but I think overall it's like a solid story. It's just I don't know. It's I have I, complicated I, feelings with it. I, I agree with you. It's one of those things where like if there's one scene that sort of sticks out to you. That, like there were parts of this movie where I was like, oh wow, this is really good. But it was almost like there was the voice in the back of my head that was like, yeah, but remember this? And I was like, yeah, that that was, I didn't like that. Um, so, um, but I don't think, I will say, I don't think the runtimes felt when I watched it, even though it's, you know, one of those nearly uh, two and a half hour plus movies. We're not nearly, um, but it's two and a half hours plus. Um, but Todd, what are your thoughts? I think you're a little bit higher than both of us, but it might be similar. 
Oh, am I? I'm like, uh, I'm like decent on this film, not great. I agree that the scene was excessive. I think I've just seen so many films like that, unfortunately, like I'm numb to it a little bit more. Uh, but like, <laughs> I, I, I just with like horror and like all sorts of, you know what I mean? The genre, uh, that's why I lowered the score for it, to be honest. Um, but I, the, the film as a whole for me just felt consistently okay there it's one of his movies where everything to me felt good and nothing felt exceptional unfortunately uh the, everything I, except for i would say rooney mara to me really stands out as being great in this film and we know she had to sacrifice a lot for this role uh because of what happens in the movie that isn't really necessary uh but mm. It's just, uh, I think it's a really special performance by her, quite honestly, seeing her in other movies to see her range and like what she accomplishes there. I think she's really good in it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's like a mid-tier venture for me. It's not quite bottom tier, but it's not it's, something it's I no love or will probably, I won't watch this again if I had to say Yeah, it's, it's no Benjamin Button uh, is what we're getting at here. <laughs> but it's we'll no Benjamin Button. But it's no social network. Yeah. Yeah. It is pretty mid-tier for me too. I do I do really like the character of Lisbeth. And this is like his only female-led film. Um, and Rooney Merritt is really great. And I love that she is queer. And I don't know, it's just it's a different kind of character for him than any of his other movies. So it's really just it's just kind of a shame that it's just it's not as empathetically portrayed as it should be, I think. And that's that's my biggest issue with it. But I think it could is, be a really great movie. Is the book sure. more empathetic in that no. scene especially? <laughs> no. Oh, it's not? Okay. No. <laughs> the book's not great, honestly. The movie's, the movie's better than the book. The book is not great. It's really weirdly written. Oh, okay. interesting. Um, we'll move on to another um, book that became a movie uh, in Gone Girl, uh, 2014's Gone Girl. And here's the thing. I'd have to look it up to check, but I think I cannot remember if, if it was this or Fight Club. It was one of the two. I'm almost positive this was my first Fincher movie. Um, and because of so, I have uh, very strong affections for Gone Girl. I think it's one of the most uh, twisted movies ever written. Uh, or I guess I should read the book because I'm sure that source material is just as uh, evil. Um, but I think both these characters uh, in uh, with Ben Affleck and Rosamund Pike, um, I, it's similar to the social network. I, I think if you don't get these two, uh, because Ben Affleck is, is, I mean, no offense to Ben Affleck, but he, in this role, he's the perfect like schlubby bad husband uh, and uh, Rosamund Pike, Rosamund Pike just sort of embodies this like icon at this point because like people have uh, made a, a trending thing like for film Twitter or whatever that Amy Dunn was innocent or whatever. Um, but yeah, no, I love this movie. I think it's I think it's one of the most uh, interesting movies of the past decade, and I'll always stick by it. But uh, Margot, have you seen Gone Girl? I have seen Gone Girl. Oh, nice. Then you are not a Gone Girl in this discussion. What are your thoughts on no. Gone Girl? <laughs> <I'm>, nice. <laughs> really funny. Uh, <laughs> I love Gone Girl. I think it's amazing. I, I do think Fincher is like at the top of his game when he's doing like 
uh, thrillers or crimes or something like that. And Gone Girl is no exception. It's amazing. I hated Ben Affleck. I was like, fuck yeah for Amy Dunn, even though obviously fucked up, but like good for her. <laughs> you know? And like, uh, I think we should also talk about its underappreciated sequel, A Simple Favor. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Best movie ever. <laughs> a Simple Favor is my favorite Fincher film. For a simple favor, uh, but <laughs> no, we are no, not. Wait, no, no, please, please. So I okay, watched like go a, for it. Skip like, thirty seconds cam, ahead. I watched like a cam rip for it on like one, two, three movies or whatever. Uh, unless the government is li- listening to this, in which case I watched it in the theater. But uh, I watched like a cam rip, and right at the end when she get, Blake Lively gets hit by a car, someone in the audience just went, "Oh shit!" really loudly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Gone Girl is good. Yeah, nice. Um, Lindsay, what are your thoughts on Gone Girl? Yes, it's my second favorite Fincher movie. And I think it's... So comparing it to The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, I because this is his other female-led film, but this one was written by a woman and Girl with the Dragon Tattoo was not. And I think that's why, that's the biggest difference. Because um, Amy Dunn is just such a good, complex character. And this movie, is, it's so good. The way he directs it, too. It, it's it's really it's really really great work and I love it a lot and um, like yeah like you said Ben Affleck was the perfect role for this because he just sucks and he doesn't need to do well, anything because he doesn't act <laughs> he reads his lines he doesn't act and that's like, all you need to do in this movie because he's just there his fucking stupid smile when they're taking pictures <sighs> of him well okay what's <laughs> funny is like so much. <laughs> Is like everybody everybody was like sort of making jokes when like him and Ana de Armas like got together and they're like, What? Like Gone Girl's really happening? Like in front of us. <laughs> like, um yeah, no, I think I, I get what you're saying, Lindsay. Um, Todd, what are your thoughts on on Gone Girl? Uh this is my third favorite Fincher. I freaking love it. My daughter watched it with me. My my daughter is now oh fin- Fincher. Fincher is my daughter's favorite uh, director, uh, and it was concerning but inspiring to see her so closely side with Amy Dunn uh, <laughs> in this scenario. I was so proud of her. Uh, it was a great moment for me. So as a as a father, I love this movie so much, and it's the only movie that I I can say. And y'all have already been like kind of ragging on him. I hate Ben Affleck in most movies, but this is like the role he was meant to play. Like it's like he exists to play this particular role. He's so perfectly like freaking smug and like inappropriate and bad. And I just, ah, I just love this film so much. It's a great film. I also think. This is like one of the best movies that's like, and then, and then, and like turning every yeah. corner of like its storytelling. And I'm like, oh my God, like this is so much. And I remember like, I think, cause I, w- I was in high school when I watched it and I think my mom had read the book or something and she's like, you, you watch that movie? And I was like, yeah, it was, it was rough. And she's like, what? Like who gave you, who gave you Gone Girl? And I was like, I just bought it at the video store. They they didn't ask me for ID. <laughs> That's so funny. 
<laughs> I saw Gone but, Girl in theaters, and right before I left, my mom was like, oh, I hated that book. Like, she hates Gone Girl. I'm, my mom also <laughs> hates Gone Girl in a similar so way, funny. but, like, <laughs> loves it. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, so, like, when I went, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go see Gone Girl. She's like, oh, Gone Girl. And so I was expecting to hate it. But then I was like, what are you talking about? That was amazing. And she was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's so good. All right, so we have to finish this out. Um, and we'll probably be kind of brief with this because I already released a review on Mank uh, if you want to check that out. Uh, but actually, we might not be brief because you two, uh, Lindsay and Todd, because Margo, you haven't seen Mank, correct? Nope. Okay, yeah. Mar uh, Lindsay and Todd have seen Mank, and you guys did not love it. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Nope. Um, and that. I'm not going to lie. Every time someone sends uh, <laughs> negative thoughts, because I've seen it, I've seen it from, from Mia on Twitter. She didn't really like um, uh, Mank too much. And she's a big David Fincher fan. fan. Uh, I've seen it from a lot of people like in the film club chat that are like, yeah, this was bad. Uh, I said, when I came out of the theater, I was like, I think most people will really enjoy this. Um, <laughs> and I mean, it has a 3.7, so I don't think it's necessarily like, it's not getting panned or anything. I, I've just been surprised at the like 15% uh, of people that don't necessarily jive with this. Uh, and, and I've already uh, talked, I think it's like a whimsical fun ride. I think it's very uh, anti what normally you see with David Fincher in his tropes, but that might be, uh, why you guys don't necessarily like it as much. Uh, Todd, what are your thoughts real quick on Mank? This is like the King's speech of this year. That's that's oh, what yeah. I think of Take Mank. Take that. Take that back. No, that's so that's super accurate. King's speech is a good movie though. So that's it's that's just where like <laughs> fine. Well, there therein lies our differences. Uh, I know. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I I just found this movie so like boring and uninspired and just like it just and I'm and I'm generally speaking, I just don't like love letters to Hollywood, even though this isn't a full love letter, but I just thought it tried to do too many things and didn't succeed because it tried to do too many things. There are parts I liked. Like I like the some of the like political satire. Like there's a great part where they're talking about Hitler. I found that conversation like really interesting. Mm -hmm. Um and there are certain parts I liked. Uh but for me, like even like Gary Oldman was like fine to me, but like nothing like like exceptional. Like I just thought it was a very okay movie. I don't know. I wasn't inspired. I didn't even think the black and white looked that great, honestly. At times it felt too dark, like it wasn't being done right to me. I don't know. Okay. So yeah. This is what I've heard from some people. Todd, the one thing I will say is I think I already mm -hmm. told you I saw it in an older theater. So I mm -hmm. kind of gave it it similar to so when I saw um God, I can't remember the X-Men movie that came out this year. It keeps slipping my name. Uh, my New, mutants. New Mutants. Thank you. Uh, New Mutants, when that came out, it was very... I don't know if the movie was actually dark because I was at the drive-in, uh, but I kind of gave it a pass, and multiple people told me after. They're like, oh, no, the movie's just kind of, uh, like, shadowy. Uh, but yeah. it might be a similar thing with Mank because there were some times where I thought it was a little too dark in the scenes that aren't, like, well-lit. Um, yeah, but yeah. I uh, so just just curious because because my favorite scene uh, before we go to Lindsay real quick 
Did you did you enjoy the hallway scene? If that makes sense. Uh, yes, but it's not okay. my favorite scene. My favorite scene is the okay. Hitler scene. Yeah, I was just wondering because I think that stuff is like kind of a love letter to Hollywood, like history, I guess, in some sure. ways. Um, so yeah, no, I know I really like. Uh, I guess I'll describe it as wa walking monologue scenes. Uh, but Lindsay, what what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, um, I think it just really didn't feel like a David Fincher movie. Like even the ones that I don't really like of his, like The Game, they still feel like him. Like you can still feel his touch. And with this, it was just so generic that I couldn't feel anything for this movie. Like I just, I didn't care. And I know it was like, I don't know if it was the screenplay or what, but it was just boring. It took me like 12 hours to watch this movie. Um, <laughs> were were just, you, wait, Lindsay, were you, were you quibbing this movie? <laughs> what, what, what does that mean? Did you split it up into 10 minute sections? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I would watch it and then I would nearly fall asleep and I would pause it and scroll through TikTok. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> or do something else and then I would go back and I was I just I never wanted to, I, I like literally paused this movie and then watched the season one finale of Avatar which blew my mind um oh it's great it's okay so yeah. good and then I was like oh now I have to turn Mank back on <laughs> <laughs> and it, the worst part is is that's in the same app so like you you, you see the two like that's that's unfair though. You were watching one of the best things that's ever been made. I know. <laughs> I I didn't give Mike a fair shot. I might rewatch it, but it was just, I don't know. It was just so average that I was like I expect way more from him. And well, it was yeah, I don't know. I just didn't care. I, I meant to see for it is cute though. I would say this and Benjamin Button don't feel like Fincher films. Everything else feels yeah. like a Fincher film. Even Alien 3 feels kind of like a Fincher film. Uh, it, even though I know y'all haven't seen it, but it does kind of feel like a Fincher film. Uh, those two just feel off to me. I, I don't know. Like, he's I, trying to pander to the Oscars. It's yes. just like, all right, all right, come on. <laughs> this isn't uh, you. Okay, this so, isn't you, so, David. <laughs> I, guess, I guess the interesting thing here is... Todd, you brought up uh, a King speech, which is a film that I absolutely uh, really enjoy. Um, and I, I guess I underestimated how many people would consider this like David Fincher doing Oscar bait. Because I do, I think any movie that you title Manx, Mank about uh, Herman Mankiewicz like, is going to be somewhat Oscar bait regardless. Like even if, I don't know, like uh, I'm trying to think of a director, but even if some random... Uh, you know, art house director Titus name to this, uh, like Terrence Malick. If Terrence Malick did Mank and did his weird Terrence Malick stuff, even then, like people would, like IndieWire would throw it in there, like long shots to win Best Picture. Um, and I, I do get what y'all are saying. Um, and I, I think, I think the one thing that that will make this interesting is uh, Fincher has a four movie deal with Netflix. And I don't think any of the movies after this are going to be uh, something like this. I think he's going to go back to Finchery things. Uh, but nice. I, I, I liked him changing gears. Um, but I definitely get what y'all are saying. It's, it's not like anything that Fincher's ever done. Um, and it doesn't feel like a David Fincher film like some of his others do. Here's what I would say. This is the ultimate insult. 
I talked to my oh dad my earlier. I talked to my dad earlier, and I and I recommended it to him. Oh my god! <laughs> That's, That's the so ultimate. I just okay boomered all my comments of positive towards Mank. Um, but yeah, I, real quick, I, we we don't have any spoilers on this, right? <laughs> There's nothing no. to spoil. He sat in a bed and drank alcohol and wrote oh, a screenplay yeah. the whole movie. I don't care. I don't want to watch this guy write anymore. Like, I don't care. I like writer <laughs> movies. But anyway, that's going to be our David Fincher episode. Uh, thank you, Todd, Lindsay, and Margo uh, for getting together for this. Uh, and yeah, we, we don't have any spoilers on Mank because... Why? Um, but we will have a couple more reviews. Uh, I have a virtual screening, I think, from Minari. Um, so I'll probably review that with Margo and it's Lindsay. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully I, I dig it as much as y'all. But guess what? Uh, Nomadland is sold out everywhere, so I don't know if I'll be seeing that, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I got a ticket for that. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, 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 wait. I'm so what, jealous. When, I want to watch it you, so bad. When are you watching it? <laughs> Uh, it's Monday, the seventh. Hmm. Interesting. I might send you a, a message, but that's going to be it for <laughs> this episode. Uh, thank you guys for checking this out. And uh, I'm trying to think of what we have next week. Maybe. Uh, well, I guess Ma Rainey's Black Bottom isn't for another two weeks. Probably a Christmas episode, more than likely. Talking Christmas. The movies. prom comes out next Ooh. week. Okay. Well, we don't necessarily have to make a whole. We episode. have to talk about the prom. <laughs> <laughs> Worst part is I know Lindsay's gonna be like, oh, the prom. It's one of the best movies of 2020. I don't. I think I would say that, except that James Corden is a lead character. James Corden is yeah. in it, and that scares me because he's not in the cat suit. So that's true. I think I think he should permanently be put in the cat suit uh, for the rest of his acting I career. Agree. Even Absolutely. comedians in cars or whatever, the like karaoke casting, in cars. Start casting James Corden and start casting Bustafer Jones. Start yeah, casting true. Jack Black instead. Yeah. Ooh, if he's only. better. <laughs> but yeah, that's going to be our episode. Uh, sneak disc at James Corden right at the end of it. So if you're a listener, uh, Mr. Corden, uh, you're never allowed on our show unless you show up as Buster for Jones. Uh, I want that in writing sent yep, to him as soon as possible. The whole time. <laughs> um, but also uh, release the butthole cut, James Corden. Uh, that'll be our episode. Yep. Thank you so much. See ya. Bye.